You're listening to One Team in Moreland, a podcast dedicated to all things Moreland City Football Club and football in Victoria. This show is powered by the Duke of Edinburgh. They were Australian Hotels Association finalists in 2015 and can be found on Sydney Road in Brunswick. We're also supported by Padstone, a leading supplier, manufacturer and installer of natural reconstituted stone. And lastly, we are supported by Brown's Corner Hotel. Found in Coburg, it's your local bar and pub for functions, dining and entertainment. Welcome to episode 14 of the podcast One Team in Moreland, a podcast that's everything Moreland City and everything Victorian football in general. Um, I'd like to welcome uh, my counterpart, Timmy, Timmy Payton, welcome. Moritz, how are you, mate? All right, I, I sort of, I miss you, mate. It's been a while. It has been a long time. Why is that? What's happened? Well, Anth hasn't been rocking up, so we haven't been able to do the podcast. I know. And uh, what else? Well, that's just about it, mate, I think, apart uh, from coaching and, and or helping coach your team. And I've been travelling to Sydney, um, so it's been it's been difficult. I was in Sydney the last couple of Thursday nights, so it's 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 been... In uh, case anyone doesn't know, Mo's a high-flying businessman, in case he hasn't mentioned that in the podcast before. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coach first and foremost, mate. <laughs> nine, so nine years a coach. Anyway, uh, joining us today, Anthony K. Monopolis. How are you, Anth? You've recovered after a very shaky start today. Very shaky. Forgot the power cord. No so we're running on batteries. Um, <laughs> and uh, our sp- uh, well, I'll, I'll start before I introduce our special guest, our special special guest. We have we have another special. Uh, we might get you. You can be sort of on our panel, I think, because you've been a special guest before. An unofficial host. Unofficial host. Yeah. Tonight. Assistant host. A guest host. You're you're good at being assistant assistant coach, assistant host. It's all the same. Uh, Peter Taffy Roberts. Welcome, Taff. Evening all. How are we going? Going well, mate. <laughs> going well. I'm I'm pumped. It's been a while. And uh, our special guest tonight. All the way from, uh, I want to say Shep, but I'm going to say all the way from Wellington, uh, Vinny Lear. Welcome, Vinny. Evening. Oh, got a round of applause as well. Evening, guys. How are you? Yeah, going well, mate. How are you going? I'm good, mate. I'm a little bit cold, but I'm good. <laughs> what do you mean, cold? Well, you didn't give me a glass of whiskey. Either, <laughs> well, you're still, tr- you're still trying to, yeah, sp- speaking of whiskey, um, you're trying to keep yourself fit. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, 10 years uh, service with Wellington, part of the inaugural Melbourne Victory team, you know, like an absolutely stellar career, but it's not finished yet, it's is it? not done yet. Yeah, no, that's, that's it. That's my point. Um, yeah, look, I'm back in, in Melbourne. Contracts expired in, in Wellington. And I've, I've come back for the off-season now, trying to stay fit and, and seeing what kind of comes up over the next few weeks. Um, so all things going well. I, I won't be here too much longer, but um, long enough to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and train on Campbell very, Reserve. Very good. Yeah, <laughs> training on Campbell tonight, mate. That's, that's yeah, well, if, if I make it through tonight, then hopefully something comes up. <laughs> <laughs> mate, if you can control the ball out there, you can control the ball anyway, mate. It's, it's, it's hey. good to be training here, man, because it'll work on my touch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Been... Um, Pretty lucky to be playing on some good pitches, so tonight will we'll test me. Yeah, and, 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 and your ev- evasive skills, dodging all the dogs. My pace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Work on my speed as well. In and out of the dogs, Not mate. to mention under some amazing coaching. <laughs> amazing coaching. I'll send you scribbling down what, what looks like tonight's session. But it could be half, with a, crayon. half, half a session with so a crayon. How are we going to get through that? So um, before we talk about a bit of history, Vinny, what, what is on the, what, what's on the horizon for the future? What, what in, Any sort of A-league gigs? Oh, um, um, what's, what's happening? Anything well, you, what are you thinking? Uh, if I had something to give you, I'd probably give it to you. But I haven't. <laughs> at the moment, there's there's kind of nothing. No, I heard Sydney. Sydney have been giving you a buzz. 
<laughs> I've had some offers from some Premier League clubs here. Um, so look, at the moment, there's nothing kind of concrete. I've, I've put my name about to, to the A-League clubs and, and to, to teams in Asia and, and agents that kind of deal in, in those countries. Um, you know, you get a lot of um, a lot of positivity early on and then, and then nothing much comes back. So it's... It's been hard. It's been it's been a month now, but it's it's been tough. The kind of the unknown is is the most difficult. Um, not knowing if my career is going to continue or not, or you know, in my training in vain, or you know, it's hard to stay positive. But um, hopefully, something's just around the corner, um, and that's why I'm kind of trying to stay fit. Who's your manager, Vinny? I don't have one at the moment. I don't. Well, I don't. Is that a problem? Think on, like, I don't do think? think it is. I didn't want to limit myself with an agent who deals in certain countries yeah because yeah. um, there's a lot of a lot of places out there a lot of clubs and i know from previous experiences certain agents deal in certain countries and have good relationships with yeah. certain clubs yeah and i just felt that i would limit myself kind of you know if i nailed myself down with someone um a-league clubs i don't think i need one i think i've been around long enough for for a club to know what i can do and and i can kind of deal with them myself which is what i've been doing and um and yeah, spoken to kind of agents from around the traps that I've dealt with or had have known of before, and and you know they'll look for me and and when something comes up, if a club needs a midfielder, uh, put my name forward, and then it's I guess the club has to come back if they're interested because I'd imagine there'd be quite a few uh, CVs go across their desk. They have to then pick the right the right player who fits in with what they want to what they want to achieve. Yeah, well, good luck with that, Vinny. Um, hopefully, it all yeah, works out over. The next probably couple of weeks or month or so, and yes. uh, um, you will see the next stage of your career. I see Taffy's. I mean, you, you actually you can't just jump in and ask a question, mate. <laughs> you're, you're a guest. You're a guest host, <laughs> so you need to raise your hand. Yes, <laughs> you need to raise your hand if you would like to ask a question through the chair. Can I put my hand up now? Yes, you can. <laughs> uh, I guess in terms of um, uh, decisions in terms of A League clubs, when would they need to make that decision? Oh, I guess it's yourself. it's dependent on on each club. Um, you know, the, some of the clubs have have just changed coaches. Um, you know, have quite a bit big turnover in their squads, uh, whereas others uh, don't have much room to move. I know Sydney's pretty solid. You know, they've got a basically their whole squad's done. Newcastle the same. Um, so you're kind of looking at uh, depending on on each club yeah. um, and who who kind of needs the most players. Um, you speak to them all, and then you wait to hear until you hear. You know, nine yeah. or ten no's, then there's yeah. always hope. So just keep pestering them until they've had enough. And <laughs> You'll get one, mate. Yeah, well, good luck. We all have our fingers crossed for you, Vinny. Um, but um, let's talk about, let's let's go back to the start. You're uh, Right to the start. Right to the beginning. Right uh, I know you're from Shep um, and, and uh, the Leah name uh, is right up there. And, and I know, um, is it your uncle or, or your dad that was recognised in the... Uh, FFE become a life member for a contribution to... My dad. That's your dad? Yeah, my dad. Uh, Along with um, Herbie Mathers, last year uh, made life members of FFE for Mm. contribution to the region and Golden Valley. Tell us us about your football growing up in Shep, how you started and and, and how it all transpired. How did you end up at CBC St Kilda? Probably (laughs) started as the same as every other kid starts. Um, Their dad or their older brother goes and plays and you follow them and... And you watch for so long that initially, uh, you know, eventually it becomes part of your life as well. My dad was was part of Tatura Soccer Club with Aid and and yep. the Mathers family. Um, Herbie was their family friends of ours, and and Herbie Aid's dad is you know a bit of a mentor, I guess, for my dad, and and got him kind of involved in in the game. And 
and I just went along. My dad used to play and, and coached at Tatura, and when I was about six or seven, I was always in the way, always trying to run on the field and get the ball off the, the senior guys, and I just the the I guess the love of the game stemmed from there, and and played right more juniors all the way through there. Back, I don't know what it's like now, but back in those days, under twelves was the youngest the youngest age group we had so I was six Up or seven. Up in Shepherd must have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was six or seven and playing under 12s um, and then just play. so I played that then under 14s, under 16s is all we had. So I was playing some days three games a day yeah. in all age groups and then sitting on the bench in the first team when I was 14. So it just kind of, it was busy just soccer all day Sunday was and my dad still goes now that's why he's become a life member he's still my mum thought when I left that that would be that it. would be it he'd be home a little bit more he's he's away more now um, <laughs> he goes to training he can barely walk I don't know why he goes to training but he goes for the you know for the atmosphere he loves to be around the boys and and he's you know he's coached he's played he's become president he does the lines he does the team sheets he sweeps the dressing rooms he does it all um, he feels like the club would die if he wasn't there. Um, would it? But he, I think he would die if he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> um, he loves it. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of how it all began. And that's and Tatura, yeah? That's Tatura Soccer yeah. Club. That's and that's been club. coached at the moment by Dave Turkovic and yes. Brent, Brent Mathers, yes. Adrian's, Adrian's brother. younger brother. And ex-Best and Ferris, Morland City, by the way, when, okay. I, was, when I was coaching. Yes. I don't know if you knew, Vinny, but I coached here. Nine <laughs> years. Know. Some successful. Some times, very successful. Every time I see you, you tell me that. <laughs> Oh, so that's kind of where it all began and then I guess the later on in your life you get and then there was Victorian state teams and... Because and that's um, the earliest I remember you was playing against you I think in the city country game. Yeah, so... Out of Eastern Lions I think it we, was. Um, but under, you were playing under Noel Mitten. Noel Mitten, yeah. So was we had... Initially, there was just a Victorian state team. Yeah, he did say no, he did say Victorian no. state team, Tim. Well, no, there was. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, I don't no. know if he misheard that, but no, there was Victorian state and then Victorian country. country. So initially, there was only state team. There yeah. was under thirteens, under fourteens. I was me and Frankie Lagana were, were driving down. Oh, Frankie, the smiling assassin. Frankie two footers. He loves the two footers. Smiling assassin. We were driving three or four nights a week to come. What about Ross Lagana? Another ex Moreland City player. Ross played yeah. here. Good family. Ex Heidelberg player, Ross Lagana. Yes. So that I'm our families it. grew close and we were kind of sharing car trips down to Melbourne as as young boys and we were in the state team for a few years and and then the country team kind of started up and we we um we moved to that. So we then played Vic Country against the Vic Vic's Metro, Metro team. Yeah. Um and then I guess from there, Carlton's youth team. So I was at Carlton as a as a youth what kid. I got invited on a trial. Youth, is that I was like uh, was that it national was youth league? league? Was, yeah, yeah, national youth league. So it was an under sixteen competition, I think, back then, and I was fourteen playing in that. Um, and then I actually followed Jeff Olver from Carlton to South Melbourne. Yeah. At the time, it was a pretty big decision because I had phone calls from Stewie Munro, who was the first team coach at Carlton, saying. Yep. I kind of want you to stay. We feel in future years you, you can progress through the youth teams and into the first team. Um, so I wasn't sure if I was making the right call, but followed Jeff to South Melbourne and played in, in the youth team under him. Um, glad I did because Carlton folded about six, <laughs> <laughs> six or 12 months later. Yeah. So it was, it was a good call looking back. Um, and then, yeah, through, through the youth team at South Melbourne with Jeff and, and into the first team, South Melbourne. With Eddie? As a 16-year-old, yeah, through the back end of Mickey P, Mickey Peterson. Yep. Um, when I was in the youth team, just training with the first team. And then I had Mickey, uh, sorry, Eddie Krinchevich, had Stewie Munro 
ended up getting the job at South Melbourne, and I had Danny Wright. So he I dropped you then, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky you didn't mention it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mention it. But yeah, so three years at the back of the, the NSL as a, as a 16, 17, 18 year old. Yeah. At, at what stage? At what stage? Um, at what stage did you? Did it come? to your mind that you wanted to be a professional footballer. And and you thought, you actually genuinely thought you were good enough. You, you probably had belief as a six-year-old kid, I know, because we all dream and we all... But at what point did you say, that's it, I'm going for it? Probably probably sitting down with Eddie when I got my first contra as a, as a first-team pro. Um, then you start to think, you know, you can make a living out of this and that's when I decided to move down from Shepparton because I was travelling three or four nights a week to train. I was affecting my schooling um, and I was missing missing a lot of stuff and it was hard on my parents as well. So then decided to come down to Melbourne and finish my, my schooling off and I did year 12 at CBC in St Kilda. So to answer your question before, that's how I... <laughs> with, with Tim <laughs> Payton, huh? <laughs> with Tim. Hey, with Tim. How good was that class? Yeah. Well, yeah, imagine Mass well, with, with Vinny above. and Vinny was Blow a year away. above. Vinny was a year above. <laughs> yeah, I'm an old, old guy. I was a year above Timmy, but... Um, <laughs> But he hung out with the, the cool kids. <laughs> is it uh, is it true? Because uh, Timmy thinks he's like the Ferris Bueller of uh, of school. I'm <laughs> guessing he was a right ginger geek in the corner of the class. Can you confirm oh, that? No, come, come on. on. Uh, maybe me. He was cruising around school singing Twist and Shout in the back of a ute. <laughs> I think initially he was that he was that kid that got picked on. But by, oh. the, <laughs> by the time I got confirmed. there, he was he was alright. He helped me out a lot and and kind of um, yeah, he did help me when I when I got there. And I guess being in in the that school. Uh, pretty well, we had a few footballers around there. Pretty popular in football you, and though. stuff. It was easy to fit in, and, and we had Freddie R. was our goalkeeper, who was a good, yep. good goalkeeper. Andrew Zinni? No, not Andrew Zinni. No, Andrew Zinni was about us. 20 years before us. But <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. no, we well, he was my year. That's why had, I knew uh, CBC and Kilda. We had like Vinny. Well, I won't put myself in there, but there was yeah, Freddie. Please. <laughs> please don't. Don't. There was Freddie. Don't devalue not just Vinny's career, but our podcast. Freddie L. Dimi Tiaras. Yeah, Dimi was. Was that South Melbourne? Taspersonas, who played, well. he was only a few Boutique years King. before. Ange Mozziopoulos, who played at Carlton. Ange Mozzi, yeah, so. Yeah, there's a few. I remember Ange Mozzi. He was a striker. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He, was he played for South. Carlton, no, Carlton yeah. He's my. No no, 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 that's someone else. That's Theo Mitsu. But we had a lot of good footballs went through CBC. It's quite a good school for producing some, some good talent. So it was. Yeah, so that's kind of my story. And, and did you come down, when you came down at that stage, did you come down with your family? Nah, you, my... Did, uh, you, did you live with someone you knew? How does it, the whole building thing? So I don't thing? actually remember how or why I picked that school. Because Wogs my don't bill it, right? You, you know, up. I once I once went to play basketball in Tasmania and we had to bill it. And yeah, my parents, because yeah. Wogs don't, you just don't you live in you got a strangers' house, right? <laughs> okay, what's this what, what is this billet? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what did you do? So you I, my sister actually lived in Melbourne. She, oh, okay, she moved to Melbourne because her boyfriend played AFL footy at that time. So she moved down to Melbourne to follow him, to be closer to him. So she lived just up the road from CBC on Dandenong Road. Kind of just turned um, up at school one day and I was like, what the hell are you doing here? I don't actually remember. It's a long time ago now. remember how I got involved in that school, but I... Sorry, I um, yeah, I just turned. Out, I didn't know anyone, so it was it was tough to go get on the sixty four tram and off we go. Yeah, I um, I turned up one day and just kind of played it. How was CBC? How was um footy compared to soccer? I know you you're we're a, a big bit soccer school. We're yeah, a big soccer school. So yeah. Did you have like a Wogs and Aussies big. thing? It was at big your Wogs school? and Aussies thing then back then. Yeah, not as big as actually Shep. Shep was quite yeah. big. Was it Wogs and Aussies? Yeah, we had pretty big footy. 
footy culture down there in in the country. It's um, it's the most popular sport, and um, it was yeah lunch times was was a big thirty on thirty wogs v Aussies soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same it as Marcelin in my days. Turned it into like Gaelic. <laughs> 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 Yeah, but at CBC, we were, we were a really big... Like the footy team were nothing. I think we were the, we were the only ones in sport yeah, we in were, general. I know half the, the, the staff decent. Were, were pretty popular, like pretty um, excited to have a good football team and they they took it probably more serious than we did, but yeah. um, but they were keen on, on their, their sport in general, but, but soccer mainly. And so you went to South... You, was that full-time pro? South there was still South part-time, yeah? They were, they yeah, were coming they off were just being pro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they were kind of the back end of... Of being pro, uh, we trained at night, but we trained four or five nights a week, so yeah. it was good for me. I could do my school, and then after school, I went. So, is is it fair to say your first big contract was victory? Was that the first? Yeah. So as a, as a full time, I guess the the A League was was a complete change from from the back end of the NSL. It was it was full time, you know, um, proper full time football. But in between, um, then you spent some time at Faulkner. Is that right? When yeah. So there was three games. I, l- I checked on Wikipedia. That, you had three yeah, games at Faulkner. I need to update that. So I played. Yeah, but it was a little bit more I than that. I played half a season yeah. the year before. So okay. About twelve games. Or so something. Wikipedia is wrong. Wikipedia is wrong. I was, <laughs> I was impressed that you got a Wikipedia page because you you're the third guest we've had on that's got a Wikipedia page, <laughs> mate. Unlike Taffy Roberts, who <laughs> did the rest of the info's quite quite um, accurate. But but yeah, Faulkner was. Um, was a bit bit wrong. Yeah, I played the back end of one season, so it was about eighteen months in between the the NSL and the A League starting. Yeah. So I played for Faulkner. I had mates there. Michael Ferrani was playing there. Okay. Um, yeah. Carl Ricker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Masma Docker even come from South, and he yep. went to Faulkner too. So we had quite a good. It was team. a strong league. That two thousand five was a very strong year. Was, it, was that when Biscuit was co- was Biscuit co- no. coaching then? No. Or Kenny Murphy? No. No. Uh, actually, no. Jonesy, John Markowski was there. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah so we had Jonesy yeah. as a coach. Was he um, player coach? Come off the bench about the 70th minute? He like, I do actually, remember him coming off the was, bench one game at Epping Stadium. The year after I went back to watch him play and they were losing 1-0. And <laughs> he he like, put himself on and scored two. Yeah. Came on. <laughs> and took himself off. Are you serious? Yeah. It was incredible to watch, mate. And it took him about five minutes. Yeah. He scored two goals and he took himself off. And he must be thinking, what am I doing? Was he that um, good? Yeah, he was yeah, good. He was good. <laughs> How good? He, 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 I think he played a coach till about 2008, 2009. He, he did. He kept bringing himself on. Well, he's coaching at Sydenham. Yeah. yeah. Is that who's he's calling? Um, that? Is he calling you every week? <laughs> It'd be good to play under him again. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good bloke, man. He was a great, great player. Uh, you, you, left foot. You'll play for Paco one. before you play for Sydenham, right? Surely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> left foot. Nah, there's only he's not the one. There's only one wand. <laughs> Darren Griffiths. Darren Griffiths is the one, mate. <laughs> he actually has it tattooed on his foot, Vinny. On his foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so tell us about victory. How did that? Uh, how did that come about? Was that an, a call from Ernie Merrick, or was that uh, Gary Cole? What, what, how did that all come about? I don't even. Did really you have to no, trial? I had an agent did back just then. Turn up? Oh yeah, well, agent. Who was your agent um, then? So I had Vitali Ferrani and John Grimaud. Okay, who yeah, were yeah, proactive sports management at the time, and and I signed with with them when I was. At South Melbourne, so they kind of looked after me when I was younger, and and I assume it was through them because I don't remember back that far. But I was part of the the Aussie kind of set up the youth teams, the under twenties. So I guess as a as a new club, new league, um, there was you needed there was a rule that you had to have three under twenty one players in in yep. your squad. So mm-hmm. I guess naturally as a club, you look at the national teams first to see the best crop of, of kids and were you not and slightly Victoria above that well. we i thought you would have been maybe a year over that age no, so no? 2005 you're ollie ruse i would have been 20 so yeah, ollie so ruse I was an under 
Yeah, I was on Oli Roos. Nah, so that was I was under twenty still at the yeah, time. Yeah, okay. The the young, young soccer Roos and then Oli Roos, you know, the year under after, twenty three years after that. Yep. Um, but yeah, look, part of the I guess the the young soccer Roos setup helped. They probably looked there first and and signed myself, Adrian Leia, Christian Sarkis. Yep. Um, out of that squad, and so I was part of the first two seasons at in the A League at Melbourne Victory and. Um, yeah, so under Ernie. Mm-hmm. How do you find Ernie, uh, Vinny? Because I'm guessing he's from the outside. Obviously, it looks like he's somebody that loves organising his team. Yeah, so he how, was. How um, do you find him? He was a little bit difficult to deal with when I was younger. Okay, I found it a little bit hard. Yeah, he was. He's because he's he's got a school teaching background and he's coached <laughs> a lot of kids before. He's he was a lot harder on the young kids. I guess he he could yeah. see a lot more potential in in us younger ones than I guess the older ones who've kind of been coached before and, and he felt that he couldn't get his message across as well but he was onto the young boys a lot um, and I, I you know I was young and I, I felt like I should be playing as, as all young kids do and, and we had a very good team and I, I struggled to kind of get into that squad especially in the second season where we went on to, to win that grand final What position were you playing then Vin? Um, I know you played a few so positions over the years South would be wide on the right Yeah so I started there as wide on the right um Ernie tried me as a fullback, kind of midfielder. So you, who you're fighting? I came on up was front it um, Kids Pickler? You were fighting for a spot with Kids Pickler? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Um, well, that first season, I don't know if he was there. Yeah, no, it was first season Kids Pickler, was it? Yeah, so Kids Pickler, I played then a couple of games in the midfield, centre midfield, and, and did really well and, and felt like I should kind of kept playing in there. But we had we had a good score. We had Mick Ferrani, who'd just come back from, from Europe. West Ham? You know, yeah, year before. Um, we had... Um, Andy Vlahos was kind of playing in there, and <laughs> why are you laughing, Tad? I played with him at Burgers. In that squad. <laughs> funny, uh, funny guy. Who <laughs> was an experienced kind of experienced <laughs> top experienced footballer? Um, Rick Diaco. <laughs> Rick Diaco <laughs> came away. <laughs> Wait, Bello, yeah. Bello. I think what a what a shock that was for him to come, <laughs> to come and play professional football. His yeah. guy, I remember him turning up and watching him eat lunch. You're like, what are you doing? And you can't eat that stuff. Like, we've got training in an hour, and he's like, what? He had. Chicken Palmer's. schnitzel sandwiches, <laughs> pineapple on top, beetroot, <laughs> mayonnaise, and all this. Is it true? Is it true? Any Merrick blamed him for Jeffrey Clay's downfall at one point, taking him out every Saturday night? Oh, I'm not sure. Probably. <laughs> I don't think Jeff needed much help there, but um, you know, obviously Ricky was was in that scene, and yeah. and I guess found it quite difficult to break that cycle. Um, but he was good value, mate. He did well. When he played, I thought he did well. Um, I think it was just a little bit of a shock to him. Had his cards marked pretty early, though, didn't he? Yeah. It was a, it's a tough environment, mate. Was you, he a futsal player? The yeah. People were saying yeah. he was a so futsal player. Futsal background just, yeah, yeah, okay. Quite yeah, skillful yeah. on the ball for, yeah, a, yeah. for that kind of... Good player. Yeah. yeah, he was very, very good technically. Um, the professional kind of scene, I guess, was... It, it takes time to, to adjust, and, and he didn't really get that time. Were you always professional in your attitude, or did you have to adjust... No, a bit like Ricky I'm a bit more professional now than than what I was as as a young kid. You you can get caught up in in the life of you know a footballer and and it's it's easy. You got you train in the morning and then you're done. And then once you're old enough to go out, you, you know you want to go out and on the weekends after games and stuff. But I was I've always been able to kind of draw the line. Um, midweek I never kind of really did much. I was. I was always at home. I always yeah. looked after myself, and after the games, I did. I, I like. I still do like to go out and 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 have a drink. Um, but there's a line. I think that you got to know where, where you, can, how, you know how far you can push. It's a it. really tough skill knowing where to draw. My, my line's pretty rubbish. I right? find this. I find this hard to believe from a former <laughs> Clio Bachelor of the Year nominee. Is that? Yeah, we're talking about that. Line. <laughs> 
Tell us about that. I didn't know. This that's well, this is not a, on your Wikipedia there's page. There's a photo mate. shoot that if you get hold of it, ladies, you might be uh, pretty interested to see it. But I remember it vividly, Vincent. <laughs> of course you do. You still got it hanging up. <laughs> so so, blow so you were I tell Leo people Bachelor this, of the Year. But no, I wasn't Bachelor of the Year. I was in you were a nominee. You were a nominee. You got to. I didn't get much past that. Did you have photos with your top off and stuff like that? Top off. It was it was a little bit more risque than I was told, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't actually know much about up. I didn't actually know much about the whole thing. But really, you didn't know you dropped your the pants and they took the photo. And said, "Look, we've got we've got a request for for this magazine to do uh, a photo shoot." You, you thought know, it, are you interested? And I'm a, you I'm thought a it was shoot? It? Did you think and it was the shoot magazine? <laughs> the Rovers. Cleo never never read Cleo obviously before. Um, <laughs> I used to read Dolly a lot, but Cleo never never read Cleo before, and and didn't kind of really know what what I was getting myself into, and turned up, and she she kind of started running me through this, and I'm like, what's am I I'm gonna have my shirt off? Kind of, I'm like, oh, that's not bad. I I don't mind, you know, getting my getting my shirt off, and she's like, oh no, you're gonna be kind of nude. I'm like nude? What do you mean nude? So I. Not many people actually know the story, but I ended up in a g-string, with a ladies' point. g-string, um, skin color. So you didn't want to be nude because you didn't want to be nude. But you, I had a I've big, having a big ball. football <laughs> in front of my <laughs> in front of my private parts. Yeah. Did you need a big football or would big, a small one have done? Big one, big, big um, beach ball. Um, so yeah, I did a few few shots and lying on the ground and drinking water. And, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting time. Did that? Um, um, did your career sort of skyrocket yeah, from from there? <laughs> was it was it a good? Nah, it was. Philip, it was, a was it a good Philip no, or a good kickstart? <laughs> nothing to much come from it. Not really. Um, Not even at the nightclubs. Which uh, nightclubs were you going uh, to? I'm sure you went to a few FHM launches. Or I didn't. Nah, it was it wasn't worth it to be. Honest. <laughs> so any, any kids out there thinking about doing um, centerfold nude <laughs> shoots? <laughs> don't do it <laughs> unless you're getting paid. No. <laughs> Oh, brilliant! Um, do you remember? Do you, what, what's the sort of? You, you, I know you had a few seasons at Victory, and then and then well, quite a few seasons at Victory. Then Wellington. What, what's your fondest moment of uh, Victory? Like, like, is there one thing most memorable? Yeah, your, your uh, most memorable or fondest for yeah. him? You know, it might not be memorable to anyone else other than Vinny, but. Uh, was it meeting Archie Thompson? Was it? <laughs> oh, I remember Kevin Musket signing and coming in, and I'd obviously knew who he was and watched him and seen all his tackles and stuff. And I thought, oh shit, Kevin Kevin Musket. I wonder how he's going to be. And you know, it's pretty daunting to to be a kid and have a socceroo, um, a captain, um, captain of every club he's ever played for, come to your club. And but he was it was so good to play for, um, play under. He was at training. He never. What you see on the on the pitch on game day is completely different to what he was like at training. Um, he he really helped the young boys. So playing with him and and we got really close. Actually, he was he was, he was a really good kind of mentor and, and a good leader. Um, one of the best captains I've ever ever played under. Um, so so I guess playing alongside those guys, Archie, I knew from from Carlton and and had seen him play before. But he's he's like a kid, Archie. Anyone could get along with Archie. <laughs> so um, he was a kind of easy to deal with. And and I guess just. Just playing, playing, getting your first game, your debut game, and then um, what was you, which you, you remember your debut? Um, it was it was quite a while into the. the I think it was. No, oh, not. Were you quite injured a while, early on? You played, you played against New Zealand games. at that sellout at Olympic Park. I remember that game. New Zealand Knights when they had all the ring-ins from the AIS. Correct, because Stevie O'Dor played I'm, for I'm, New I'm, Zealand I'm, Knights. I played in that one. I played the first season. I played about 
17 games out of 21, I think there was at that stage. So I was in the squad most weeks. Um, most of those were off the bench. And then the second season, I played only seven. So we went on a run of seven games, seven wins in a row to start the season off. And, and then it was almost impossible to break into that squad. Um, so if you weren't in the squad kind of early on, you know, so I knew my, my, my days were numbered at victory. And, and I kind of wanted to, to go and, and get football, get regular football in. So while I'd like to stay in Melbourne and, and play here and had a career in Melbourne, I don't know if I would have accepted another another offer if they had given me one. Um, being a confident kind of young kid, I would have backed myself in to get something else. Yeah. Um, being in the position I am now, knowing how you know how hard it is to find something and how easy your career could be over, it could have been if I was made if I had had to make that decision, it could have been a, a bad move. But they decided not to renew my contract anyway. So I was in that position of kind of finding a new club, and and Wellington came up. Yeah, not long after and that, there's so. no doubt that that was a great decision. Mm, I mean, yeah. ten year player. We'll talk about that. We're, we'll just go for a break, uh, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about those. 10 years and in particular that you're sort of uh what is it your um testimonial game where all the boys from tatura uh flew over to to participate uh in in that celebration with you uh, so we'll just take a break and we'll be back with uh, with vinnie Lear uh, in a few moments this show is powered by the duke of edinburgh they were australian hotels association finalists in 2015 and can be found on sydney road in brunswick we're also supported by Pazstone, a leading supplier, manufacturer and installer of natural reconstituted stone. And lastly, we're supported by Brown's Corner Hotel. Found in Coburg, it's your local bar and pub for functions, dining and entertainment. Welcome back to One Team in Moreland, the podcast. It's everything Moreland City, everything uh, for Victorian football in general. I'm here with uh, Timmy Payton. Yo. Anthony, uh, t- what's your name again? <laughs> Peter, Peter Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Good Peter. Evening. Anthony Caymanopoulos and our special guest, uh, Vincenzo Lear. Welcome thank back, you, Vinny. Um, before we get on to your um, very distinguished career at uh, Wellington Phoenix, uh, we're going to just dial in one of your old teammates who's a um, good friend of ours at the podcast, um, Mr. Archie Thompson. We're just going to dial him in. Oh now. God! <laughs> no. How long uh, we got left? This I'm could go on forever. Right. Hey mate. Hey Arch, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, brother. How are you? Hey, good. Hey, just uh, you're on uh, national radio at the moment, <laughs> mate. So be careful mate, what you to say. Be honest. Be honest. It's regional, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's national, mate. It's global. We've got I, people listening I, from I, the I'm UK. Oh, it's like Prestige Global. It goes out to everyone in the Moreland area, worldwide. mate. Prestige Worldwide. Hey, that was Vinnie Leo uh, bagging you just then, mate, by the way. The oh, was it? oh, mate, what does he think about the studio? <laughs> studio? It's awesome. It's really, there's got a baby's change table in the back here. There's a, sh- <laughs> there's a shower. It's unbelievable in there. Hey, <laughs> Arch, it won't yeah. keep you long because I know you're about to have dinner with my missus. Yes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Lobster, is it, Arch? <laughs> um, Hey, but uh, I heard the story. You, you, you got kicked out of the after party at the Johnny Warren Medal, trying to cook some pork rolls at, in a van or something, and smashing pe- pot plants. Pot plants. What are we talking about? He doesn't <laughs> even remember. Do, do, do you remember the Johnny Warren me- yeah, the medal, the medal presentation? Yes. Do you remember you got kicked out of the after party? No, Apparently. I was a, 
that's a lie, mate. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a lie. Do you remember breaking that uh, pop plan, Arch? It was a great evening, and, I'm, and it was uh, great that all the winners were there. And <laughs> Do you remember trying to cook food there, Arch, and breaking that flower, that flower pot? Like I said, it was a really good. <laughs> 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 it was well deserved. Uh, Arch, man, thanks for your time, Arch, and thanks for no taking problem. the. Anything else got to say? Got yeah, we got Vinny here. Any, any last words before we uh, continue Vinny. with our with our global podcast? Uh, no, I, I, look, obviously, I just want to say uh, big congratulations to. Uh, uh, Vinny for his 10 years service at Wellington I've seen it they put a nice little spread on for him and well deserved mate good stuff thanks mate are you still going to kick yeah. around this now, this year oh, not at the moment mate I'm, I'm training at Moreland tonight so we've got to go we've got training oh, in 5 oh, minutes oh, bro. Oh, mate how the mighty have fallen <laughs> <laughs> hey you can talk you're on the beach for Murray you goose <laughs> oh yeah I forgot <laughs> regular on the beach too it's not just a one off it's like every week <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, I was tired. I had, to, I had to drive all the way from Canberra from doing our beehive. I, I saw that. I saw you tweeted the books. Did you know what they were? Those books? <laughs> I didn't have a clue, mate. I was just copying paste. <laughs> I made sure I sat next to someone that was a lot smarter than me. Hire, no, I heard you're a good assistant, mate. Yeah, I heard you copied everything off Carl Valeri. Is that true? Uh, no, that's blind leading the blind there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's blind leading the blind. All that's right, thanks again, Arch. Fun. Say hello to um to everyone and the kids and, and, and say hi to Anth for me, all right? I will do, mate. I'll look after him for you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> no, no worries, mate. <laughs> see you, mate. All right, see you, Vinny. See you, guys. See Bye, you, mate. Bye. Archie Thompson going off. Yeah, and so so nice of him to uh, congratulate you about uh, over uh, ten years at Wellington. Tell us about that, Vinny. Um, very uh, illustrious ten years at Wellington Phoenix. Um, tell us about moving to New Zealand. Tell yeah, us all about. Tell tell, tell tell us how it all came about and your thought um, process and the decisions you made. Yeah, look, I, I kind of touched on it before about um, getting released from from Melbourne Victory and and Wellington coming into the kind of picture not long after that. Um, and it was a decision I made purely based on football. I wanted to. I felt at that age I needed to play. I wanted to play regular first team football, which I wasn't going to get in Melbourne. Um, so I decided to to leave and and go to New Zealand, um, and in the hope of of playing regular football. Um, it's turned out to be you know a great decision in my career. I've, I was there for ten years and and played almost two hundred games for the club, and you know been a you know, been a, a good servant to them, I guess, and 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 played in all but one season, when it, which I missed uh, due to injury. But um, you know, it's been a, it was a good move for me, and and look back now at the, my time there, and it's it's something I'll, I'll be proud of, I guess, once my career's career's over. But um, but I enjoyed it. I met a lot of good people there. Um, you know, I'll be a I'm a Kiwi now. Actually, I've got my New Zealand passport. Um, tried to to see if I could play for the All Whites, but a little bit of red tape, kind of. You know, uh, stop that. Is that you'd already played for the Aussie Roos un- at under twenty three level? Yeah, so yeah, there you was played under twenty three, under twenty one, and under seventeen for Australia. Again, Wikipedia is not right. I didn't play in the seventies. <laughs> I played. <laughs> oh um, mate, what do you? Sw- I mean, you got to. I did call me research. Mate from research. <laughs> um, two, so two under twenty World Cups. I think maybe that's where they yeah. they got a little bit wrong. But um, yeah. So the ruling was, I if you remember, it was around the same time Arteta was trying to play for England. Yeah. And it got yeah. it got. Stopped because I think he'd played for Spain as a youth, and if 
if I had a dual citizenship then, so if I had a New Zealand passport then, I could change nationalities. But because I, I later became a, a Kiwi, um, you can't then um, change over. So it kind of got stuck before it even got going. But I'd, I'd kind of started the process, so I felt I might as well get it. I got my citizenship, and then it wasn't until last year we travelled South America. I realised it was cheaper to get my passport than to get all the visas that I was using. So I then went through with the passport. So I've, yeah, so I've got my passport now. I've got some friends there that will be friends f- for life, and and I'll be a, a Phoenix fan for life as well. Oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, guessing uh, knowing your your family surname, um, Italian heritage. Any any as a young kid thinking of maybe playing for Italy? Uh, had a <laughs> nah, never. Never thought I was quite good enough to, to play for Italy, but in Italy, yeah, was always a hope. And in in Europe, as a kid, you you as a pro footballer, you want to you know play at the highest level. So I went on a few trials when I was younger and went to Perugia. Um, I've been in Germany and and Holland and you ended Denmark. up at em- Empoli, like uh, Frank. No, I didn't go to Empoli, um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I went to. Oh, Empoli most was also uh, Vinnie Grello was Empoli, right? Vinnie yep. Grello was there yeah. at that time. So Nick Stav. Who's yep. the New South Wales, you know, footballer? Um, yeah, good young player when we were growing up, and had a good career in the NPL New South Wales. He was at Empley with Frankie then as well. Um, but yeah, went on trial for quite a few clubs, and and never got a contract anywhere. Always got the same kind of message: you're, we'll have a think about it. You're good. You're kind of similar to what we have. So it's tough. You need to be a lot better than what they have. Otherwise, you know, why would they oh, risk yeah. it on a on a on a foreigner and an Aussie? It's easier to just get the guy that's sitting next to you who's who's local and yeah. so it never kinda happened, but I was lucky enough to, to play hey, professional um, football in the A League for And what about your testimonial, Vinny? Um having all the boys over from uh Shep and Tat, you know, I saw you know Bez was there, Turco and all the boys. How was that? Yeah, how, it was, um, how was how was that weekend? It was great. I mean, it was something that I had discussed in renewing my, my contract and it's one of the reasons why I decided to stay for last season, um, I wanted to, to kind of get this done. And I think it's when my career's finished, it'll be something I can look back on and, and be pretty proud of. Um, not many players, especially in football these days, mm. stay at a club for 10 years. There's always, now there's a lot more money. There's there's other reasons why players move on. And, and 10 years, it's it doesn't happen very often. Um, so I wanted to do that. And it was pretty hectic trying to organise it all because it was left quite late. Um, and then trying to organise flights and... And the game and a dinner and it must have been left very late because I heard Brent, got Brent game, Mathers yeah. got a game, mate. He <laughs> got a game, so it was um, a couple of my mates got sick that week, got gastro and, and couldn't come. All hangovers. Well, I'm hoping they're not lying, but yeah, they got gastro and were sick in bed and couldn't come. So I said, I said to Bez, "Look, mate, it was Friday night. We were on the piss. I regret it a little bit, but we were on, <laughs> we were on the piss the night before." And I said to him, "Bring your boots tomorrow, and you can have a game." And he obviously remembered it, so he turned up the next day with his his boots on, and <laughs> and I thought, shit, I better let him play now. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting so texts flat stick from eighty bears, like I'm playing for the Phoenix tomorrow. <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, so actually he he turned up, and I said, look, if you want to play, and Durani actually gave him his boots. He had a spare pair of boots, so he wore Jura's boots. He played in my testimonial with my mate's shirt on his back. <laughs> um, but it was funny. There's actually a photo. On Facebook, I think Turco put it up of Jura and Manny Musket looking at him like, who's this bloke? <laughs> <laughs> who's this bloke sitting next to me with Jura's boots on? Um, but it was a good day. You know, we had um, 
it, it pissed down during the game, so it was it was freezing, a bit disappointing. Not not many players, uh, people turned up. I don't know if it was from the weather or not. Probably not, but I'll use that as an excuse. But the dinner was was great. We had about two hundred people at the the black tie dinner, and and it was good to have my family come over and and kind of friends from from Tat and from Shep, who've known me for for a long time and seen me grow up and and to be there for that was was pretty special it was it was a little bit weird having a, a night about you you know you turn up and your face is all over the the room and you got a big picture of yourself in the in in the middle of the table it was a bit a bit strange but um it was a good night really enjoyable night yeah you probably reflect back in another 10 years time yeah, well and you look back and you'll go wow you, you know appreciate that's, a little yeah. bit more when you you look back and trying to relive your glory days and you know the stories get better and, and better each year Hand up. Hand up, yeah. So, uh, in the 10 years of obviously a great career at uh, Wellington, who who do you believe that, uh, who do you think the, the best players you would have played with and who and against? Um, probably the best players we had through the club at my time was Paul Eiffel. When he when he turned up, he was he was red hot. No one really knew him down here. Yeah. And, and he was unstoppable that first season. Just a, a real good guy as well. We've had... We've had some really good people turn he up. He just looked like he was just a lad. Was he, he just was, a lad, Paul Eiffel? He had a career in the UK as well. So. He was, yeah, yeah, so, w- I mean, none of us knew him. None of the players knew him. None of the fans knew him. Um, <laughs> you kind of go on YouTube and have a look. And and you don't. You, you can get a sense of what you're getting, but you don't know what the character's going to be like when he turns up. And his first session, first game was terrible. We're like, <laughs> who's this bloke now? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, so, and if you watch... Oh, I thought you probably wouldn't know from watching him play, but he's so strange to watch him run and, and yeah. Yeah, does yeah, things yeah, that yeah. Are, yeah, he's really, really unorthodox. He looks like he should be in the crazy game, Wimbledon size. or something, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just he does. So 12 yeah. feet. <laughs> Awful feet. Real kind of length, real kind of long and quite strong upper body. Bit fat. It doesn't look like a... Yeah, he's a bit bit thick and has the potential <laughs> to be fat if he doesn't look after himself. <laughs> so I've seen him he's put on... He's still playing now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll play until he... Can't walk again, but he's got the potential to put on four kilos on an away trip. Like Taff knows all about that, mate. <laughs> yeah, and you then lose it like within three or four days. Yeah, so I don't he's, know. He's that. one or the other. But he was <laughs> technically one of the best. Like, seen him do things that not many other players can do. Uh, we had Carlos Hernandez as well. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. and he's Who's probably talent? more so at his time at Victory, knowing what he can do. He he did well for us, but not probably didn't reach the heights that we or the club was expecting, and didn't last. As long as as we would have liked, um, Ernie came in and it kind of was putting into the writings that. on the wall. Yeah, when they played eight, uh, under each other at victory. Um, so Carlos, then obviously in terms of longevity and, and leadership and stuff, Jura has been the captain since he's come there. He's now his tenth season coming up, and he's had to deal with quite a lot. You know, we've had change of ownership, change of managers. We've been down the bottom, we've been up the top. and Are you going to be in the league, the out of the league? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's been hard on him um, and he's dealt with it really well and he's up, you know, he's been there a year less than me and played 40 games more than me. He's missed yeah. about six games in 10 years, so it's, you know, it's amazing. His body's made of stone. So he's, you know, he, they're probably those two are the two kind of best in terms of getting value for money. And uh, at the end of this year, his 10th year, are you going to fly over... For his testimonial and give your boots to one of his mates <laughs> so he can get a game is that is that uh, is that is that I the favor definitely be going to his testimonial if i'm around if i'm playing anywhere that um allows me to get over there i'll be there um 
more so for the night out than the <laughs> just, um, just to see everyone again and and you know he deserves it because he's been there the rock for for 10 years and um yeah, I'll, I'll bring an old pair of boots. One of his, you know, one of his mates want want to play. <laughs> hey, Vinny, I know uh, we're getting to the time. Thanks again for your time today. Thanks. Uh, uh, we'll be back for our last session without Vinny because he's out there. With I've just been informed that the dog walkers have been removed from the ground, <laughs> and the dogs. It's it's clear. It's, sh- it's just the all clumps. Have it's been just all up. the clumps now. And uh, <laughs> good luck tonight. Good luck. Tonight. Good luck. Uh, good luck tonight. Good luck for the rest of your career, Vinny. You're a you're a gentleman. Um, um, of the game and, and out of the game. Uh, I've only met you a couple of times. Uh, good luck with everything and uh, thanks again for uh, joining us today and uh, I'll see you after training. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers, Vinny. Well done. This show is powered by the Duke of Edinburgh. They were Australian Hotels Association finalists in 2015 and can be found on Sydney Road in Brunswick. We're also supported by Pazstone, a leading supplier, manufacturer and installer of natural reconstituted stone. And lastly, we are supported by Brown's Corner Hotel. Found in Coburg, it's your local bar and pub for functions, dining and entertainment. Welcome back to One Team in Morland, the podcast that's everything Morland City and everything Victorian football in general. This is episode 14. Welcome back, Tim Payton. Thank you, Moog. Welcome back, Peter Roberts, our guest host for this evening. One and only time, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and welcome back, Anthony Kamenopoulos. Big clap for Ant. Big clap for Ant. He's sitting over there uh, with Michaelis. It's been a great session. We've had Vinny Lear uh, tonight. And uh, now we're going to get a bit serious. Now's the time to get serious. And we're going to talk about... Why would we ever get serious on this uh, podcast? Because this is a... a serious, serious football podcast. Football podcast. Um, Friday night, uh, last Friday, we were away to Dandenong City. Star studded. Dandenong City. And uh, it, was, it was... Look, it was a great spectacle... Freezing bloody cold, but a great spectacle. We lost 2-1 late. Timmy, your thoughts on the game? Um, look, we went to Danny Nong uh, City really with, with nothing to lose, um, sitting a point behind, behind second. Um, so how can that be nothing to lose when you're a point behind second? Sure well, <laughs> because we're about oh. 18 points in front of fourth, so it was fairly cemented. Not, it wasn't 18. Well, it was a long way away in, ahead of fourth, so... We were fairly cemented in third position, but we went away to Dandy, who were expected to beat their opponents on a Friday night down at Dandenong. Yep. So in that case, I would say we had nothing to lose. So we went down there with everything to gain, um, and we, um, I thought we put our best foot forward. First half, I think we, we definitely had the better of it for anyone who was at the ground. Um, we attacked. We, we had cha- uh, many a chance. Um, unfortunately, didn't capitalise on them. And Dandenong, unfortunately, made their way into the game. Uh, through the unfortunate injury of Matty Reid. We had to reshuffle the pack. Um, and unfortunately, we just lost a little bit in the middle of the park. Um, a little bit of momentum that we had in there. And um, with the quality that they got in the middle of the park, they managed to, to kind of get the better of us in terms of the possession stakes. And probably more so the quality of the possession they had. Um, and unfortunately, as football so often does, you don't take your opportunities. It tends to bite on the bum. We got one back. through. They took the lead. We got one back through Trent Rickson. Had another few chances, unfortunately. 91st minute, individual error cost us. So that's football and you move on and, and you take the good with the bad. And uh, this week we've got uh, Eastern Lions at home. It's a, it's a North v South sort of British derby, I think. Um, both very similar clubs. We see sort of Eastern Lions, I suppose, as our uh, sister club on, on the other side of town. Uh, similar in many ways, uh, on the field and off the field. 
what's uh, what's the plan for uh, Saturday, Timmy? Well, firstly, I hope the Eastern Lions drag themselves out of the situation that they're in because um, they're a fond club for close to my heart. I spent 10 years there as a junior. So I'd like to see them stay in the MPL, firstly. So I hope they quit themselves well, but not too well on Saturday because I wouldn't mind the three points for us. So um, we'll go out there and play the same way we have the last five or six games at Campbell and hopefully come away with the three points. <laughs> Quinn Roberts with your hand up. Yes, uh, Peter. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Teacher Morris. Uh, <laughs> my question is, uh, where would you uh, rate the season so far? Sorry, how would you rate the season so far to uh, well, this I, date? I, I, this I, think, is a I, think, I don't think that's a question uh, to the board <laughs> and the president, <laughs> not to the coach. But anyway, I'm, I'm a happy but assistant the coach. KPMG KPIs, <laughs> where would you rate your season so far? So where far. do you think... Um, you could potentially end up with seven games to go. Yeah, I'm sure he thinks it's a successful season. Uh, do you want me to answer it? Or do you <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll sit here asking I'll the sit ball. Maybe you should answer <laughs> it. I'll sit here like Dickie Knee. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I think the season's been a success so far. I think could it have been more successful to this point? 100%. Because we've, we've dropped very silly points. We had a chat to the lads about that on Tuesday, about their maturity levels and the, and the good teams just don't drop points uh, in the 90th minute time after time. You know that, Peter. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, we have dropped some points. We should be a little bit ahead in the league uh, where we are at the moment. Um, but I think come the end of the season, we'll find ourselves in the spot we would like to be. Is this, can this guy, why have we got this guy as a guest? Too many questions coming no, from the guest. No, please hand up. So, another question from uh, <laughs> from the balcony, Peter, Peter Taffy-Roberts. Uh, who would you say, out of players-wise, has surprised you in terms of positive form of the whole group? Over the that course, you wouldn't, that you wouldn't have maybe potentially expected it. Over the course of the season. Over the course of the season, yeah. Without a doubt, Finn Hussey. Without a doubt, Finn Hussey. I think he's been immense for us defensively. I thought at the start of the season, and Finn probably would notice it. You know, I, I rode him a little bit in terms of the way he used the ball and um, and probably what you need out of a out of a fullback. But I got to say. Throughout the year, he's been a defensive monster for us. There haven't been too many players get the better of Finn, if any. Um, and especially in the big games, he stood up into games, to be honest, at the start of the season, I thought might have been beyond him. Um, he's been fantastic this year and he should be 100% proud of his efforts and hopefully something to build on for next year because he's only a young boy. And uh, if he keeps going the way he's going and um, starts to, to use the ball a little bit more efficiently, I think he's got a long, long career ahead of him. Yeah, good Castlemaine kid, good... Uh Boy next door, sort of kid, uh, you know, no nonsense, and uh, I like I like Finn a lot, but I like all our I like all our boys. I think it's a good question, but completely unfair to get the coach to try and <laughs> single out any any particular players. Taps, positive, but it was positive, not negative. Positive. No, no, it was positive. Yeah, absolutely, it was positive. Uh, so anyway, this week Eastern Lions. Right? Yes. What 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 what's what's happening? What's the formation? Well, I think anyone who's watched us would notice it's a 4-3-3, Mo, so <coughs> there's no bones about that. Jimmy Williams, if you're listening, go and set your team up because it's a Thursday, so you've probably already got your team picked. But um, uh, anyone who's come to watch I'm us... I'm pretty sure I've seen you play two up front. Yeah, we played two up at front at times. You know, it might, might start... So why, why would you say anyone who's watched us play it's a 4-3-3? Well, anyone who watches at the start I mean, of this the is game, a serious podcast, mate. Yeah, well, this is a serious answer. This is, well, it wasn't. It was bullshit. Well, what, what it was, was like You basically lied. <laughs> <laughs> you basically lied on our podcast. No, that's not true. Anyone, any, any of our listeners, I wouldn't do that to you. Sorry, I was you're flummoxed. <laughs> I'm not allowed to ask any more questions. No, you are. You got to just put your hand up first, mate. You just got to put your hand up first, right? That's that's all I'm saying. 
I'll leave you All guys. Right, he's got another question. I'll leave you guys for an hour and a half. Where do and look you, what happens. Where do you feel you can win the game on Saturday? Apart from oh. the back of the net. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, funny you should or say that. Or if we score more goals than them. <laughs> Correct. I'm blowing, all right, can't. Well, funny you say that. We have got a bloke who's banged in 16 this year, Trent Rickson. So I'd like to think he's going to net another couple on the weekend. Um, bring us home. I think our uh, definitely our, our strengths lie in our attacking, attacking third, I think. And when we're on the front foot, um, uh, there's no question that we're susceptible defensively at times. There's absolutely no question about that. But I'd back us to score... Like Mo just said, more goals than the other team every day of the week. So um, that's pretty much been the Moreland philosophy over the yeah. nine years I coached. And unfortunately, <laughs> sometimes it turns into a shootout. But I'll, I'd, I'd back us in any shoot. It's good for the crowd. Um, <laughs> anyone going to mention the competition? The fact that I've where really has the competition been, mate? Hundred dollars at any of the uh, venues of pub co- of the Pubco Group, in particular Browns Corner Hotel and the the Duke of Edinburgh on Sydney Road, uh, Brunswick. So um, two fine establishments. Easy. So here's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to do a competition, and the entrance, uh, the your entry will close at three p.m. on Saturday. Ooh. But anyone who can text the correct result of Saturday's game at home at Campbell Reserve between Moreland City and Eastern Lions, just text in the result. We've got text <laughs> on this number, 0455-889-857. That's 0455-889-857. That goes for any single local girls as well looking no, for a date. We, we, we've moved on. <laughs> we've moved on from being uh, a dating service for uh, Moreland City footballers. Well, Laura from Strathmore come out on top uh, side of that. no. She's now in a steady relationship. No, I said Keith McDowell had blown it up, mate. It's gone. No more yin yang. Keith McDowell come in. Sure? Yeah, he swooped in, mate. Oh, now, so, you've got till 3 p.m. on Saturday. Um, the podcast will be out sometime during the course of uh, Thursday or Friday. And uh, I'll repeat if you can text in the correct score, the first correct score I get. The first one of the Moreland City Eastern Lions game will win a hundred dollar voucher to the Pub Co Group, Browns Corner Hotel, and uh, Duke of Edinburgh. What about a pass for our last four home games or three home games? They get one of those. Yeah, we'll only have three after Saturday. Yeah, well, it, the, the winner will get a pass to the last three home games if they uh, bother turning up. Absolutely. Zero four five five double eight nine eight five seven. So, yes, Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> um, just on a uh, positive note, Morris, what is uh, happening on Saturday after the game? I hear there's a uh, screening of a certain game. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, no, what publicity from Moreland? Yeah, yeah, no, no. What, what, uh, obviously, we've got a, uh, the big British derby on Saturday afternoon yeah. between Moreland City and Eastern Lions. So it'll be a big game. Um, but shortly after the game, uh, on the big screen will be the third and final game of the British Lions versus the All Blacks uh, tests. Um, and it'll be shown live in the in the club room. So I know all the Eastern Lions guys and I know um, obviously all the uh, Moreland faithful will be there watch, watching the British Lions versus the All Blacks. Mm-hmm. Um, to decide, I think. The British Lions got no chance, right? 
Uh, I think it might be closer than uh, people anticipate. It's so a series, not one one. One one. It's a decider. One v one. Yeah, I know it's one v one. It's a decider, but I think the All Blacks sort of lost the last one to get it to a third yeah. test, didn't not they? On purpose. Well, there's yeah. a lot of British British people travelling through New Zealand. Why well, does the British line which generally do? They take a big <laughs> travelling. Do you know crowd. what I mean? And and it's like there's not a lot to do in between <laughs> tests. <laughs> So you're saying tourism New Zealand is very happy with uh, <laughs> that there's a third test? No, I, I think it's all part of, I don't know, it's a conspiracy theory, I, I guess. In fact, here's what I'm going to do, right? Okay. We're going to extend the competition this week cause, only because we haven't had a podcast for about three weeks. That's since, true. Since the 520 listens, not to mention the subscribers uh, over and above that, of the uh, post Nana Wanning game. A very and, controversial and, and, uh, podcast. It wasn't controversial. It was uh, Tim Dacus speaking about uh, a football philosophy that a lot of clubs are envious of, uh, to, to be fair. And uh, it's, it's had an immense reaction, an immense reaction on uh, in the football circles. We've had <laughs> seriously over 500 <laughs> listens and, and even above that subscribers. It was a pulverising... Uh so oh, pol- polarised. Polarised. They get pulverised, but they don't. <laughs> yeah. No, it was polarised. It was a bit polarised. I mean, Timmy was all getting all agitated. I take offence, blah, blah, blah. But I th- I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the... Uh, I, I'm, I admire the steadfast nature of these guys and, and the philosophy that they want to preach. No, it's it like... Could have went a lot harder. Uh, it's like going to church and then you go to your church and we all have our own churches and then someone trying to preach other gods. Well, right? You, like, you like We're not going to all... You know, you, you, you've got to be steadfast. You in, did in liken it to a, um, a fairy tale. No, because it brought me back to, you know, Alice warm milk <laughs> and and flannel pyjamas and storytelling. I loved it. I believe. fairy floss. It was amazing. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. And um, Anyway, so what we're going to do, we're going to have two legs to this competition this week. So competition one predict the score of the uh, Moreland City Eastern Lions game and competition two for another $100 for another $100 Would you like me to come up with a question, Morris? No, no. I've got the question. Okay. I want the score. So you need to pick, pick the winner and by how much? So All Blacks by five or British Lions by one. I'd, I'd go British Lions by one, I think. Yeah, whoever's or No, All Blacks by ten, probably, right? All Blacks going to win. Well, you did say they're just going to... Pummel British lines before. I think they will. So we've, we're going to give away. I know the guys at Browns Corner Hotel are going to be absolutely crapping themselves when they hear this, but two $100 vouchers. Correct score in the Moreland City Eastern Lions game. Winner of the Run third up. and final, final test between the All Blacks and the British Lions. But all entries, 3 p.m. Saturday, entries are closed. Right, they're all got to be in, including the rugby. Right, I know it doesn't start till I think five thirty or six o'clock, but we need the entries in, and uh, good luck to everyone out there. Um, Timmy, thank you. No worries for tonight. Taffy, thanks for being a guest host. And you know what? You were so polite. I think this could be an ongoing gig for you. Definitely, as not. long as you keep putting your hand up. Definitely, when not. you want to ask a question. No problem. Um, Anthony, I know you're off on holidays and you're going to be doing some fantastic uh, best of podcasts uh, while you're away. On that note, that's a wrap.
This show is powered by the Duke of Edinburgh. They were Australian Hotels Association finalists in 2015 and can be found on Sydney Road in Brunswick. We are also supported by Padstone, a leading supplier, manufacturer and installer of natural reconstituted stone. And lastly, we are supported by Brown's Corner Hotel. Found in Coburg, it's your local bar and pub for functions, dining and entertainment.